Welcome to Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Cyber and the Antioch Movement. Whether this is your first time with us or you've been with us for a while now, our desire is that by the end of our time together, you can say that you've fallen more in love with Jesus and have a greater passion for Him and His purposes in the earth. Thanks so much for joining us. And we hope that you enjoy today's episode. my first time hosting a podcast so uh don't really know what i'm doing but i am with two of my very dear friends two of my favorite people on earth two people that i love to go to battle with uh, like together and against at times <laughs> i say that because every time we get together there is a competition yes and i we lose, um, but uh, that's okay. It, it's been humbling. It's been very humbling lately. But Jimmy and Andy and I were friends for a while. Um, we started this uh, relationship going to Myanmar together yeah. and serving out there uh, a few years ago, and it's been amazing. So Jimmy is a pastor in Waco, Texas, of Antioch Church, and. Um, I tell people this all the time. I do not know another church in the U.S. that sends even close to the amount of missionaries out as Antioch Church does. And now they have several campuses. Um, amazing, amazing. And then Andy Bird, dear friend with YWAM Kona and the SEND Conference. And we've done so much together. And Andy is, I can't even name all the things that he's doing. But obviously, <laughs> most people have heard of YWAM, and they're, what, 2,000 bases around the world now. Um, again, our heart is to get people out yeah. to the unreached. So, welcome, guys, to my... Hey! hey. Man, the inaugural podcast. Francis Chan-hosted podcast. This is... Andy, I don't know there's been a higher privilege other than... No. Winning that little trophy uh, over uh, Francis in bowling, golf, uh, basketball, just about any sport we've played. Axe throwing. Axe yeah, throwing, those kind of me. things, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But can we say I started off a winner. I was doing it for a while. You, you, you've always been <laughs> a winner. You've always been a winner to us, Francis. Yes. And, and he, You're a winner. He definitely destroys me. Every time it has to do with top golf, he definitely obliterates yeah. that's for sure. Yeah. And don't I, Francis, don't we both remember Jimmy was by far the worst bowler, wasn't he? Oh, my God. Oh, oh, oh. It was weird. I, was I pray that the Ananias and Sapphira terrible. does not revisit you guys for lying publicly. No, you lost. You're bad. I was feeling bad. I know. I actually wanted to ask them if they put bumpers up for us. Oh, whoa. Andy, you've been hanging out with Francis. You're much nicer than this. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, let's go, guys. I mean, Palo Alto uh, for Jesus and bowling. Let's do it. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Coming out this soon, so let's figure it out. Anyways, we should probably get serious before I'm here to hear your uh, banter. Um, we're, we are holy men. So let's, uh, let's talk about 100 cities because I want to hear from you guys' perspective how this came to be. Yeah. How Absolutely. 
Well, uh, what I remember is that, you know, we had had some amazing times that together that really birthed the Myanmar collaboration. Yeah. So that was really just like a willingness to fly to one spot, spend a couple of days together and just wait on God. And it was pretty remarkable. I don't think any of us went into that initial meeting thinking Myanmar wasn't even on our right. minds or even. And so uh, Jimmy threw out the invitation that we would do it again. Like, hey, what would happen if we gather a day before your Antioch conference, your missions conference, and just wait on God, see what he would do and say. So we did. We met in Waco and um, with a pretty clean whiteboard, as I remember. Right. Like yeah. we had, you know, we had spent some time just praying together and worshiping. And and then God began to speak to us about these, un, you know, these unchurched cities across America, increasingly unchurched, that, mm-hmm. you know, that they're places where the that the, it is just fewer and fewer believers and and church planting movements often focusing on places that it is a little bit easier to plant a church and so i don't remember what catalyzed our conversation that direction but the next thing you knew we found ourselves talking about an initiative towards the, the least church regions of america and what would it look like if we could help turn the hearts of another generation my cord, it's in towards church planting um, I remember saying, at least in my world, going like, where does a 22 to 25 year old go today who's passionate about church planting, believes in the power of the spirit, discipleship and evangelism, you know, even carries a heart for revival. Where do they go to get church planting training? And there are probably places they can go. I just, you know, I just may not even be aware of them. Obviously, Antioch's doing that at a global level and even at a national level. And we are church is doing that at a regional level in, in Hong Kong and other places. But where, where, what are we going to do to help train the next generation? So that's kind of what I remember from that conversation and just getting so stirred by mm-hmm. as we continue to talk and pray. Yeah, you know, um, one of the phrases that I love is every generation needs a new generation of church planters. There is always a need for a fresh move of God, not only in our hearts, but then to work that out in church life so that the gospel not only visits a location, but is rooted and grounded in a location and can multiply and never end, right? And so as we looked at, God, what are you saying in this hour for this generation? Um, You know, there was such a clear sense of invitation again uh, to church plant, and I love uh, where we all land, and that is, Lord, where are the places that the gospel's not? Uh, where is the least uh, uh, amount of gospel saturation in our cities? Let's let's go there. We believe in the power of the Spirit. We believe in the call of God on this generation. So how do we then help serve and facilitate this fresh move of God um, into church planting? And you know the other the other thing that's just so beautiful that's really it's kind of um, it's just stunning. I mean I, I don't know about you guys, but. Um, it's this deal about unity. You know, I, I've been around for a while, and I think we all have, and there's incredible unity movements where you have relationships with people, and you do a few projects together, and, and uh, you know, you appreciate the body of Christ. Some people you like better than others, some you don't. And, but you just kind of try to say, all right, hey, it's right to be unified. It's right to bless each other. But I think what we feel called to, and maybe, Francis, you can launch into this piece, is that 
it's not just a revelation of unity, like, hey, we want to be of one heart and one mind, but how do we unify together around that Acts 1-8 purpose of being witnesses and then it, it flushing out into church planting? Could there be something that God's doing in us personally and beyond just affinity? Like, we love each other. We enjoy being together. It'd be enough, right, to worship, pray together, love each other. That'd be rich. It's beautiful. But what if God actually put us together as an extended body of Christ family to invite people into that family and then send them out to do family around the world? Yeah, I think that's what we all got excited about when we thought, hey, what if this isn't something that, hey, Jimmy, yeah, go run with it. Yeah. But what if it's something we do together? Because none of us really care to get credit. If anything, we want to hide. Yeah. we all feel like we want to raise up this next generation and, and, uh, you know, just kind of support them, give them any type of tools and wisdom that we can pass on. And we don't care what we call it. We don't care any of that. We just believe there's more power when we work together. And I remember Andy getting real excited and going, gosh, you know what, if this younger generation heard, that you've got these older people that, you know, in ministry that don't care about branding and they just want to work together to support them and lift them up and train them up to be sent out. That would be pretty significant. And, you know, we're all looking at it biblically and going, this is the only way to win. Mm -hmm. Right. Unity is our only chance. Mm -hmm. You know, God was so clear, like, you know, a kingdom divided itself against itself it's just not going to stand and yet in oneness the more we seek to work together there are such huge promises in scripture Mm -hmm. you know when we work together yeah so you know i was just thinking of that andy with everything you're doing with the sin and it's unto what right so that that's a big deal i know not only your passion, it's our passion. We're with you. We, we, the sin is not just you. It's we, we are with you in this. And it's always been, okay, let's gather, let's seek God's heart. Let's experience revival. Let's enjoy the fellowship, but unto what? And this is one of those what's. Uh, could you talk a little bit about why you're so passionate to make sure we turn it into a what and, and not just, you know, a, a moment? Yeah, Absolutely. I just uh, heard from our team yesterday that we just passed uh, 24,000 calls uh, since the Send KC. So in the last uh, almost two weeks, the call center team has called, uh, made 24,000 phone calls to help people actually take a real step of action. And they're continuing. They will continue for six weeks. And, uh, and the goal there is to try and close the gap between inspiration and activation. Yeah. And I think that at a broader body of Christ level, we've got to look at how to do that. We have so much inspirational content, uh, too much in some ways, right? Another inspirational video, another inspirational speaker, right? Another inspirational mm-hmm. song. Like there's a lot of, and it's, it's amazing. Like I'm grateful for that. We are not an under-inspired people. Mm-hmm. And uh, that has its role, but maybe the challenge is moving from inspiration into actually doing something with that inspiration. And I think that's probably always been the challenge. And so I would say with the sand, with you know what we all do in anything we do, we're working to help people take real action 
and not just end with, you know, a really good journal entry or a great memory, um, but a real activation. So even in regards to this, that's our hope. And we, you know, Francis shared briefly at the Send Kansas City to plant the seed for people to begin to think a little bit differently about America, even if you were, you know, there are a lot of nations in the world that you can think about and you think of them as unreached and you pray differently, you you strategize differently, you think differently, you send differently, but we have not looked at America that way and we need to. And I think that that's part of where we need to move now is, an, is both an inspiration to a new paradigm shift. And the paradigm shift is that we shouldn't all just be planting churches in the places it's easy to plant churches. We don't need a, a, a thousand more YWAMers in Kona. We need a thousand more YWAMers in India, right? And mm-hmm. in the same way, um, we don't necessarily, I don't, I don't know, we strategy or the conversation a little bit more like Paul the Apostle who says, I couldn't come and visit right. you in Rome because, you know, Turkey had yet to hear the gospel and Syria had yet to hear and Lebanon had yet to hear. He goes, I, I was hindered from coming to see you in Romans mm-hmm. chapter 15 because there were so many places that had yet to hear the good news of Jesus. We've got to see America a little bit more like that. We've got major regions and cities that are becoming increasingly unchurched. And it's a little too easy to go like, well, I guess it's just going to get worse in those places. And I guess we should just move to a state that is going to be a little easier and a city that's going to be a little easier. But that's not how we do missions. Right. We do missions the opposite. Yeah. And we've got to retain a, we've got to regain a missional church planting perspective in America and for America. Mm. That's so good. Yes. Well, and and um, yeah, just to just to launch uh, off of that, you know, whatever the issue of the day is, whatever the need of the day is, the the reason that we're ungodly or the reason that God is not present is because of a lack of discipleship and disciple making. And when we talk about church yeah. planting, church planting and this 100 Cities Initiative is actually inviting people to come in and be discipled at the next level and then learn how to make disciples at the next level and then go out and reproduce that and disciple-making movements, which we call the church, uh, all over uh, America and especially in these difficult places. Uh, I like what one guy said years ago, we don't have a leadership problem, we have a discipleship problem. So we don't have a, you know, uh, I can't believe how ungodly this generation is. No, we've got a lack of a disciple generation. So we're we're pressing into these communities to learn how to engage people, not just for salvation, but for transformation so that the societal ills and challenges of ungodliness that we're struggling with that we create an inside-out approach and a presence-based approach that's not just uh, flippantly running around, but literally diving into to a community, planting deep and planting wide and discipling in a real that's authentic good. way for transformation. Yeah, and, and I think about how things appear right now to the world, how the church appears to the world. And I mean, it's, it's just, it's been sad even this last week just yeah and it's like the way that americans view the church it mm-hmm. just keeps getting uglier and uglier and yet we have these promises in scripture mm-hmm. that you know what we he's going to build his church mm-hmm. and we are going to come together and and i'm just excited about what might spring forth from this because i still have so much hope yeah. and i still absolutely have so 
it almost gets me more excited. I mean, honestly, and I, because I think more and more people are going, something has to change and I want to do something about it. I want to be a part of the change. So. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah well, you know, Francis, I think you remember, uh, Andy, I don't know if you were able to be in this meeting. Uh, we sat down with your team, Francis, and a couple from uh, Antioch, and of course, uh, YWAM uh, has been in involved in all these conversations. But where we tried to map it out, and you remember us writing, we basically, we want to uh, be family so that we reproduce family everywhere that we go, that when we think about church and we think about our partnerships, in one way, we're not just empowering a generation to go for it, but we're also inviting them into family so that they can learn to be family in the middle of this gap of desperation for, you know, authentic family. Um, you want to yeah. comment on that a little bit? Uh, so, so true. I mean, I think you just said it so well right there is that we can't multiply what we aren't, you know, yeah, right. and, um, and, and we, we need to multiply something different. Um, and that's not to be deconstructionist or, you know, to be critical. It's just to say that the, the, we desperately need a breakthrough in this nation. And like Francis said, there's real hope for that. Yeah. But um, I think we would be amiss to think that we could just keep doing everything we're currently doing right now and it's going to somehow get better. Like we, we need some, some new expressions. And I would say that so many would agree that part of that expression is we need family mm-hmm. and, and we need the body of Christ that feels and acts and looks like family and many places do across America. We just need more. Yeah. And uh, we need a next generation expression of that, that uh, really connects to the heart of, of young, you know, young leaders across the nation that want to multiply something that, that really will have the potential to bring great impact. Yeah. yeah. Go I, I just want to say, I mean, I'm sure there's some people who are listening to this that want to, you know, go, yeah, this, this resonates with me. You know, what are we talking about? And I just want to say that, and we are inviting people to actually move out to the San Francisco Bay Area and be a part of one of our church plants. And uh, we want to train you up. We want to look at your character. We want to, you know, just just get you close to the Lord. But also, I, I want you to feel like you have backing behind you. Like you're not off on your own. Like we're here for you. Um, we want to train you best we can. Not that we're perfect, but we've made a lot of mistakes and we want you to learn from those as we have. And then we just want to be there to support you. And and so we, we have this thing that's going to be like two, three months of, of that type of training. And then after that, we would actually send you out to one of the local Bay, Bay Area communities to plant a church alongside of some of our leaders and so that you kind of do it with us, you know, which is what discipleship is, is, uh, you know, we do it together. And then from there, we want to send you out to some of the most unchurched areas in the U.S., but not send you out alone. We, we, we think it's very important that you go out as a team, because I think the generation that, you know, Jimmy and I grew up in anyways, it was like a senior pastor does everything and he's got to be you know that evangelist he's got to be a good shepherd a great teacher have this prophetic miss message and yet also build like an apostle mm-hmm. and look at the scripture and go no 
uh, we really need to go out in teams. And so the idea is after three months of training, nine months of church planting, then hook up with a team and let's send you. Um, but meanwhile, you still have our backing. And it's not like everyone that signs up is committing for years. We're just saying, hey, come for a couple months yeah. and see if the Lord isn't leading you to the next step. And let's just discern his voice together. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, Francis, I was, um, uh, and Andy, I was on one of the calls for the send with a group of folks that had, uh, were interested in church planting. And so, you know, I don't know how many, let's say there were a hundred people on the call, young people. And my biggest challenge to them was you have to do something now. If you don't do something now, then what happens is there's so many good things it gets in way of the best. And what we're talking about, and actually this invitation to 100 Cities uh, initiative is a now response. I mean, literally, we were beginning the training in uh, Fremont or you know in the Bay Area um, in uh, July, I believe, right? Is that right? First part of July. So first part of July, we're inviting you to pick up the stakes and to come in, do at least, I know it's eight weeks intensive uh, training. Um, again, I call it Discipleship 201 because it's people who have already gone through a DTS or gone through one of our ADS schools or one of the uh, schools that um, we are church hosts. It's that after you've done your basics, we want to invite you to come in now do this intensive training, and as Francis said, then let's get you activated immediately into living out disciple-making and house church reproduction in the Bay Area and around the country, and we'll literally get behind you. We'll, we'll steward the process with you, but what I do know is that when God's speaking, there has to be an, an obedient and immediate response and um, we know it's short run. You know, that's why we're here on this podcast. We're jumping in and saying, hey, we're, st- we're cooking up here. We're the, the hits cranking up here in about a month. And uh, we want you to look into it because if the Holy Spirit's speaking to you about the Barrier, about Minneapolis, about getting friends together to plant churches in the future, about learning how to be a disciple and disciple make at the next level, then we believe this is for you. And, uh, and we really yeah. need you to seriously pray into it. God, what's my now response? And, and my experience is this, and, and I, I have kids that are in their 20s, and we always said, hey, your 20s is all about learning and developing your skills, and there's no risk that's too big. What is it? What are yeah. you going to lose a year, a year to give to disciple making, being mentored, mothered, fathered, strengthened, learn how to plant churches, regardless of what you do the rest of your life. Your 20s is that risk that sets you up for the future. That's so good. That's really good. I would just say too to people that are listening and you know that are gonna gonna come on this is that um, you know commitment is often the thing that holds us back from the very thing that we're wanting and and praying for and believing for, and it's often right on the other side of commitment. And there's such a fear of commitment. You know, people I hear it all the time here, like people going, "Man, I'm gonna be 22 when that commitment's over." And I'm oh. like, "Exactly, you're gonna be 22 when that commitment's over. Like, you're gonna be fine. You know, you got a lot of life ahead of you." And I just think you will never regret. You'll just the rest of your life, you will never regret taking a season and focusing on both growing deeper in your own walk with God and learning to truly multiply that, to make disciples. That, that connection is not always made, and that is so significant to this project. 
is that people would not only grow in their personal walk with God, but they would really learn to cultify that and how to do it together in community. And you're just never going to regret it. You might be living in Central Asia someday. You might be living in New Jersey someday. But wherever you're going to be, you're going to be called to make disciples. And this is geared toward helping people to make disciples, multiplicational uh, movements, and how to do it in a way that, that really everyone gets to participate. So the potential of this is just huge, even on the implications of the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if you're listening and you want to jump in, um, we do have a website, and it is 100cities.org, spell out 100cities.org. And uh, we actually need you to sign up before uh, June 17th. So you've got three weeks. I know it's a big deal. Like, wow, or, know, or the end of the day. Uh, or, or the Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Do it today. It's one of those things where, I mean, it's not, this is so weird because I never do this thing. Go to 100cities.org. I know. It's the first time I've ever heard you say a website. I don't do it. And so, you know, (laughs) it's the only way that kids communicate now. Um, So I, I would just say, to me, it's one of those things, if God is calling you, I'm not trying to pressure or talk people into anything. So just go for it. We just think people are, are being called to this and we're excited to become family with you and serve you in any way. And in closing, I just want to give a little bit of background to like the first time me and Jimmy and Andy competed. It was horse in Wake of Texas. And this going to go. I obliterated you guys. And and then I hear rumors from people and and why I'm like, oh, Andy said you only won because there was some old guy before you, John Stedman. <laughs> oh, no, not this story. Yes. And then, so then I'm just giving them history. Then we went to San Francisco and we met again. And this time we let Don go before you, you know, so that you have every advantage. And I won again. And I just want to say I was on the win streak of all sorts of things. And it's only recently that I became a loser. Um, and so I just need to share that with the public. And I think we'll close the podcast. Or uh, I'm being humble and saying I have That's been losing perfect. a lot. That's perfect. Wow. And the podcast, Francis is living in the past. <laughs> yes. Thanks, guys. Awesome. Love you, buddy. Love you guys. Nice. Love you guys. See ya. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Seibert and the Antioch Movement. For more information, please visit jimmysibert.com and antioch.org. We'll see you next time. <laughs>